0: Hello and welcome to, not- to another episode of Dawncast. I'm Dai Lee. Uh, today we've got uh, Tony Wu. Now are you, I don't know if many people know Tony, I'm sure you do, uh, but uh, Tony is the uh, jiu, was it, Jiu-Jitsu champion. Uh, he's a no, Jiu-Jitsu a champion, champion. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, founding, uh, to finding his own company, WePloy, entrepreneur um, and has transformed um, his fears of failing into a fearlessness, self-empowerment and success. So uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us today, Tony.
1: Thanks for having me. I re- I really like that intro. Uh, although, jiu jitsu yeah, yeah, champion?
0: Are you? Jiu jitsu? You, uh, you do. You love sports, though. You love the kind of you know. No, keeping yourself I, fit. I I
1: love it. I, I, and I yeah, jiu jitsu is definitely um, a, a big passion of mine. But I think I'm I've I was a I was a failed jiu jitsu champion. That's that's what I am. But um, no, I love jiu jitsu. I've been training for nine years, and it's a big part of my life. But um, yeah,
0: yeah. So how's how's first of all how are you in this COVID time?
1: Personally, I've been really great. Um, and I know it's it kind of almost, I feel a little bit guilty saying that, um, but I, you know, towards the end of last year, I actually spent a lot of time investing on building my mental strength. Um, you know, I know we all go to the gym and work on our, our physical, like our external strength, but um, a big, really important thing for me was also, like mental and like just general mental health um so i've been working on that last year and then obviously covid came along so it was a really good um real life test or practice and so for me personally it's been pretty it's been pretty good like i mean me and my partner we live pretty isolated lives anyways we love spending time at home um I, I, we love going for like walks in the bush and things like that. So um, the only thing that's different or changed for us is that we haven't been able to go to the gym or the jiu jitsu from a personal life perspective. Um, although we do sometimes train at home. I, I actually bought a sauna behind me, um, <laughs> right. and I just said, "Look, if I if I can't go to the gym, I'll just bring the gym home to me um, and and just adapt." So personally, I've I've been really I've been really good. Um, I've I think it's one of those things where. You know, we can. There's things that happen in life, and and uh, sometimes it's really easy to get caught up with it. And I just, for me, it was just really simple to just focus on what I can control um, and what I what I can't just let go and just make the best of the situation. I mean, it's not every day we get to kind of stay home and spend more time with our families, right? So that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah and building ourselves, and as you said, the mental health. I mean, so funny. I have also been working a lot on. My mind, just training myself to, uh, you know, building the skill set to try and shift your mind, you know, um, and and prepare yourself for any kind of any kind of uh, uh, things that get thrown at you. And then of course, COVID came. <laughs> My God, didn't we all have to kind of shift and change the way we work so quickly? Um, and so, how? I mean, can you tell us about how that impact um, weploy uh, your your startup uh, and um, you know in that space of recruitment uh for frontline and back-end office work uh, how is that going
1: yeah i mean we, we definitely got impacted and it was you know we definitely saw a, a a period where we had less jobs coming through obviously there was a big period where there's a lot of hiring, hiring freezes there was a lot of uncertainty so a lot of organizations were a bit scared to hire or didn't know what was going on want to redeploy their own staff, those kind of things. So we did see a, a slight decline of jobs during that period. But we actually saw some really positive things come out of um, COVID, uh, where we as a business really, really went back and asked ourselves what's important to us and you know the values that we have, the vision and the mission we have, like, is that just words on a wall or is that something that we actually believe in? And so we, you know, launched a few initiatives. We actually launched a few new products as well during the time. Um, and it was really all centered around how can we create a fearless, empowered future work. And so coming out of COVID, we actually got new product lines. I, I believe, you know, the business is, is stronger than ever. I think everyone feels um, definitely like uh, is working on on. It's almost like that passion or that that fires back. You know, there was a period where. Um, you know, we'd grown and we hadn't stopped and really thought about what type of company we were. And I think COVID really helped us, you know, determine that. Um, but as a startup, you know, we're always preparing for the worst, right? Like, as a startup, you you, you never know whether you're going to have the lights on the next day. So um, that sort of side was it's 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 nothing new to us. If that makes sense, it's just. When it happened, we had to figure out how do we adapt. So one of the, you know, an example was one of the initiatives we we launched was called Weebly Connect, um, and WePloy Connect was essentially a free online marketplace which was to help displaced, you know, people that had been stood down, made redundant, or whatever was to help connect them to employers all around australia to find work for free as in like we charge no fees on it um it was just a a pure connection tool leveraging our our system and our technology um and we we saw some people find amazing job opportunities through that so those are things that really motivated the team to you know internally see that this is really great like how can we help Um, and it just got to a point where To be honest, we we kind of stopped thinking about, oh, how do we make profit? It was just more about how do we get on top of this and how do we help? Mm. And through that, we were able to build a few products and then actually now monetize on a couple products, which is great.
0: That's fantastic. Now, I'd like obviously for us to explain to the audience who don't know much about WePloy, um, how it works and what it does.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, WePloy as everyone has known it, um, is essentially an online marketplace for uh, contact center, customer service, and admin staff. So let's say a business needs to ramp up or flex up and hire five customer service people, rather than you know picking up the phone and calling uh, a recruitment agency, they can log onto an online uh, portal and basically make their request. And we've got a pre bedded community of people that are ready to go. Um, they then get notified of the jobs. They obviously opt-in and then from there the client can select who they want to go hire uh, and we try to remove the unconscious bias element throughout it. So that's what WePloy has has always been known for uh, and we do all that through technology and coming out of COVID we're actually looking at um, uh, leveraging the technology that we have and selling that technology as an additional sort of product line to uh, organizations and staffing agencies to leverage the technology we've built.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, there are platforms such as 360 Experts. I don't know people who... Expert 360, visit. yeah. Sorry, Expert yeah. 360. So it has a similar thing like whereby you sign, you as a job seeker signed and it upload your CV and then the you know the other side, such as your side, will then cull the CVs, cull the experience. And you kind of the middleman, but not an actual middleman, you just a technology piece to then have, Uh, a talent pool, talent pool that's ready for to be deployed. Is that the idea, the concept behind Weploy app?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the whole idea behind it was we really wanted to drive more efficiencies within recruitment so we could help more people find work. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with the traditional recruitment industry. We just thought with technology we can...
0: Nothing wrong. There's so much wrong with it, (laughs) I can tell you.
1: (laughs) You know? Well, you know, there's, there's areas yeah. of opportunity, right? And and that's the whole thing about leveraging technology is, you know, when I was working in, in recruitment, I could fill, for example, 30 jobs a month, whereas the idea behind it is can we, using technology, it, rather than helping 30 people find work, how can we help 1,000 people find work in any given second anywhere around the world? And and that's what we kind of really focus on. How do we scale the operation? Because, you know, otherwise you know, there's just not enough people you're not able to help enough people find work.
0: Yeah, but then on the other the other side of, of looking for work or recruiting for work is uh, I there was this discussion on LinkedIn a few weeks ago in which I took part and my God that when I reshared that post I had this huge kind of reach uh, over 177,000 views wow. around recruitment in the sense that uh, you know an organization will post a job but I understand they call it a ghost job, like a ghost posting, whereby it's a job, but in actual fact, there is no job behind it. It's just a, a thing that people do, organisations do. What is a challenge then for organisations like WePloy, who are the recruiter and who, got, who say, look, we've got a, a, you know, all this talent pool here. How do you then match them to a job that doesn't really exist, even though the job is being, has been advertised? So what, you know, how do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, and and what you're saying is a very it's a real thing, and unfortunately does happen. You know, um, obviously not every agency does that. Like there are there are there are great practices, and then there are poor practices, right? Um, for, for us, I mean, the way we work is we don't we don't. Um, so like when a client needs a, a person, they go straight to our portal. So it never needs to go to a job board. So there is every job that a client puts through on our portal is a live job. It's a it's a real job, so we don't face that challenge. Um, I, I guess a lot of organisations or staffing firms do that because they want to try to find the you know talent always, um, and and I guess like for them it's easy to do that to get candidates in. But you're right, it's it's not a great candidate experience because the candidate thinks they're applying for all these roles exactly, and that's where you know, and and that's where it goes back to when we looked at it, we said how can we leverage technology to streamline it so that although Technically, yes, we're a middleman, you know, we, we essentially connect to two, two parties or two connections together, but we try to remove as much of the friction involved as possible. So, you know, if, a, if one of our clients um, uses it, let's say, you know, one of the great businesses that use it um, is, let's say HotDoc, right? HotDoc wants to ping a job or EmployShore wants to ping a job, that job gets directly sent to the community and the community sees that it's from EmployShore. You know, it's not. It doesn't say my client or this and that. It's a, it's a real job that you know um, they could pick up the phone and call employee show and say, "Hey, I got this. I saw this job notification. Can I apply for it?" But for us, it's just how do we make it simpler and and that the candidate gets live and real jobs.
0: So, so what are some of the um, you know organizations that have been using WePloy um, um, you know over the last few years uh, in terms of your uh, existence
1: Look, we, we work with uh, a really wide range of organizations across australia so we work with startups you know from i mean you you, you can't call hot docker a startup anymore but yeah startups all together <laughs> yeah. um all the way to large asx businesses so you know companies like um, mercedes-benz um uh, volkswagen uh, Alliance Insurance, um, you know, uh, EmployShop, Big Super. Um, you know, we, we work with – for us, it doesn't really matter. It, we can work with small businesses. We can work with multi-international large businesses. It, it, it really doesn't matter for us. It's a uh, we'll, – we'll service any customer.
0: So what made you, you know, set up this business? What was it that really got you to think um, to shift, you know, the whole recruitment uh um model um for you know for jobs
1: yeah i mean so the story is basically i i my, my partner and i we were trekking through everest at the time um and there was this little kid that ran up to me and he saw my camera and he's like please take a photo and i took a photo and he struck this really cool pose um and then afterwards i started speaking to him and he had a little scrapbook and i asked him you know Showing me the pictures, blah blah blah, and I asked him, "What do you want to be when you when you grow up?" And he turned around and he said, oh, "I want to be an artist." And you know, it was something that really kind of stayed with me. And during the trek, I, I was speaking to my Sherpa, and I asked him, "I go, you know, what's the likelihood of young Sergio becoming an artist when he grows up?" And he turns around and he goes, "Oh, look, it's it's going to be really unlikely." Um, and he started giving me these reasons of why, and I was like, "But couldn't he just?" You know, he he can speak English, he's got internet, why doesn't he just jump on a plane, go to America, obviously, he's got to save up some cash, but go to America and start working. And then he gave me these reasons why it'd be so difficult for him to find work, you know, his background, he's, you know, he comes from this, this, this uh, land that no one knows about, like, essentially talked about a lot of like, just all these reasons from discrimination to lack of experience to all these things. And I remember what at the time I was working in recruitment, and I asked myself if Sergio's you know, CV came across my desk. Could I help him? And this is where, like, the reality was: it was I don't, I didn't believe that I could, and it was because essentially I had too many things going on, and I had not enough. You know, like I was, I could only, I only had time to fill thirty jobs. So what normally happens is I try to fill the thirty jobs with the thirty. You know best candidates. And when I say best candidates, it means the candidates that look the best on paper. Yes. And so someone like Sergio needs more work, they need more time to kind of like, you know, I need to, it needs more effort. And, and I need to sell it to the client, or I need to explain why his transferable, skills are good, all this kind of stuff. And And often, because you're just so under the pump, you don't have the time. And that's when I kind of started realizing that if we leverage technology, we could reduce the time it took to to kind of uh, communicate and contact and shortlist candidates, so that we could spend more time learning more about our candidates and learning and and uh, learning more about our clients, so that we could build better relationships and help more people. And that was the the basis of it was how do we create a fearless and powerful future work where someone like Sergio is not scared to leave his place of of living, travel across the world and, um, you know, go to a, an unknown place and be able to find work. And, and that was the idea. So, basically, you know, my, my background was recruitment. My business partner, he was also in recruitment. And when I spoke to him and I got his thoughts, he was like, this is a no-brainer. Let's go ahead. And and that's how we got started. And and then we, you know, we, we were able to bring our third founder on, he helped us raise capital. And then we got our first couple of customers on, which validated the the whole idea. They they love the concept. They understood the values, and they love the speed. You know, um, the time it takes for us to fill a job is is often under five minutes. You know, in actual fact, often it's in seconds. Whereas normally, when they're going to the traditional method, it takes a couple of days or sometimes hours. So they love the speed. The quality was great because we were filling all these people that were normally underrepresented, and and um, and yeah. So like it just from there kind of blew up.
0: Tell me about the world of recruitment because there are lots of recruiters out there, and there are lots of people like yourself who said, "Look, we're not happy with what what you know. We thought we we're going to go in there and we're going to find a good job and get, get, you know match people to the right job, and then they leave to do something different because, and like you, starting a, a tech startup to solve that problem. But what is the current situation with the recruitment sector, um, and what's wrong with it, and what what could be right with it? You know, what are some of the possibilities that has not been realized within that sector at the moment, the traditional way?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. It's a it's a really tough industry because you're dealing a you're dealing with people, right? And um, it's not like if I sell this pen, you know, the, the, or the highlighter, it, it's going to say what it does, right? So there's there's the the I guess the problem with uh, recruitment is that because of the the variable nature of it there's a lot of time that's required to spend on you know getting to know your candidates selling your clients and running processes you know the area that i was specifically in or an area that i i looked at was um transactional temporary recruitment which is basically you're looking at higher volumes of recruitment so for example you know um Contact center is a great example where often you've got you're needing to hire fifty people at one go, and you're you're very time pressed. So let's say you need to fill that in a week's time. So what ends up happening is you're on the phone trying to speak to all these people and you're trying to get through the 50 and then that's why they call it transactional because you almost create this transactional relationship because you're just like who's available, who's available, who's available and you never have the time to actually spend investing on speaking to the candidate. So what I honestly believe in the recruitment industry is that and and don't get me wrong. There's there's some some great recruitment agencies and there's some terrible recruitment agencies, right? And and I think it's unfair to say that the whole industry is you know um, screwed because of a couple bad players. But what I definitely think is there is there there needs to be more technology enablement within recruitment. So you know technology is not the solution, but by leveraging technology, then the agencies are able to reduce the time of of admin. Right. And if they can reduce the time of admin, then all of a sudden their consultants can spend more time on actually learning more about the candidates, learning more about the, um, the, the clients, you know, um, often you'd call it, uh, you'd, you'd go into places and you'd, you'd be called a consultant. But often re- reality is, you're a sales rep, you know. Um, it's like why in 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 a in WePlay we we don't dance around it. You know, if you're in the sales team, your job is to sell WePlay. You know, whereas if you're there to consult, then you know you have you should be able to consult. But often because of the KPIs and because of the lack of time and the high pressure, you you basically lose the human touch with the candidates and the clients. And that there is fundamentally, I think, you know, if you're not providing your candidates a great experience or your clients a good experience then it becomes, you know, that's where the horror story come out.
0: And you mentioned that with, with WePloy app, you were able to um, shift in terms of um, the bias, the unconscious bias in, in that. How, how, how did you do that?
1: Yeah, so like we, we do a few things. So for example, one of the really simple things we did at WePloy was we removed the photo on the profile and we removed their name. So let's say if you're a client and you requested a short list of people, we would send you three people and it would show you their background as in their skills, their their job experience, all that kind of stuff. But it would have nothing. It wouldn't tell you. You wouldn't be able to know whether it was a male or female. You wouldn't know what what's, uh, what religion this person was. You wouldn't know like you you could not basically put any visual biases on them. Right. Um, It was just looking at data, comparing to data. So that was one point you'd just see uh, this person has this experience. This person has this experience. Which one fits better for my organization? That's like one example. The other example is we go through six stages of vetting process. So normally what happens is, you know, often happens in a recruitment agency is You might get a CV, you bring them in, you do a face to face interview, and then you go, is this person relevant or not? But as humans, we often hire people that we like right? So it's very easy for us to go, I like this person, I get along with this person, I'm going to put them forward. Um, Whereas the way we looked at it was, let's put them through a set of online assessments first. Through the online assessments, we would look at their data. And based on their data, we would determine whether they were they hit a certain standard. So for example, data entry is a really important thing, your accuracy of uh, data entry is very important. So if they don't score a certain score, they don't move to the next round right? So they'd have to pass a certain um, certain data points. We have a cognitive skills ability as well. So we look at their you know um, things around how, how fast can they react? How well do they work within a team environment? Based on all that, we then decide whether we want to move them forward. The last two rounds is, is a really quick face-to-face or a phone screen right now because COVID was doing video. And that's really just to, to determine phone manner. A lot of our roles are customer service and some of them are client-facing. So like, you know, reception or whatever so we need to make sure that the person's either presentable if they're going for a, a you know reception role or if it's a if it's a call center or a customer service role is that they don't pick up the phone and go what you know they they pick up the phone and and respond well they can communicate you can you can clearly understand them we don't care about accents it's just whether can i have a conversation with you if i can't have a conversation with you then you're not going to be able to help me with my customer service needs, right? And so those are the kind of things we, we look at.
0: And so do you have a lot of um, people interested, like individuals wanting to be employed in that sector, uh, you know, going on to Weploy app and registering and going through that six steps process? Like they actually go through the six steps process to be on your, obviously, on your database? Is that, is that the, the idea?
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of the beauties is like, because uh, we've been able to help so many people find work, we get a lot of word of mouth recommendations. So that obviously gives a lot of um, proof point. There are also people who are just obviously looking for work and and they want to go through the process. There is also another sub-segment, which is, it's a bit unfortunate, but it's basically people who don't get looked at elsewhere. So an example might be, you know, someone who, um, is, is of color or a certain religion or, um, you know, returning to work mums where they've been looking after, they've, they've been doing the hardest work in the world for two years and then all of a sudden they want to come back and and the world says, ah, oh, you, you don't have enough experience, you know, I'm not going to put you on. So a lot of these people, they, you know, when they go through traditional uh, they're not as successful so they've come to our platform to try to get onto the platform and and so their willingness to go through is 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 quite high and we find you know like for example some of the some of the returning work moms or some of the best uh, uh, pieces of feedback or the best um stories we've had or the people who have gone above and beyond where the client's gone this person's incredible have been of people that are that are basically underrepresented or underutilized they they're the people that you know, I've literally had clients turn around and say, if if I saw this person's CV, I would never interview this person. Oh. Um, now, that particular person is working at one of the largest tech companies in the world right now. You know, I've had I've had a person who's literally been a, a head of talent um, and worked at some of the largest companies around the world, and always leveraged temps. And she hired a. Uh, a a person, um, she was Muslim, uh, who wore a a headscarf, um, which shouldn't matter, but it was so hard for that person to find work. And when she worked for this person, um, this client turned around and said, look, I've hired temps all my life, and she's literally the best temp I've ever had. The crazy thing about it is this person had no industry knowledge, which normally is the mandate, right? So there's all these kind of things that come up. And that's where we're trying to give these opportunities to people that normally find it a bit difficult
0: so how is the whole sector industry now being as you mentioned earlier it's been impacted by COVID? um what's your like what's the and you've got a few products happening there so are you kind of um confident or Comforted by the fact that there are other now products coming out of Weploy app that continues on with you know you set out to do, which is you know connecting people and matching people up for, for the right job. And
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we we built at at the core of it, Weploy is a technology company. Um, we built essentially a recruitment arm um, because we wanted to test the technology. And the reality of it is, we don't necessarily care how. We do it. We just want to make sure we're constantly, like when we got into it, we wanted to simplify temporary recruitment or we want to simplify recruitment in general. We wanted to be able to help people find work. Whether that's us finding them work directly or it's us finding them work through them using our technology, it doesn't matter, right? It's whichever is going to achieve the goal. And so for us, it's it's not really about we're so fixated on it must be done this way. It's more about how do we solve this problem with that is happening in the industry and whatever's going to solve that problem the best. Well, that's what we want to do. And and so yeah, I mean, it definitely comforts me that we've now got other product lines that are that are doing it because. Sometimes, especially as a startup, you have to try different things, right? Because oh. one thing might be growing really well, yeah. but then this other thing could be growing a lot faster, right? And and doing a better job at it. So, you know, if you don't try, you don't know.
0: Yeah. So do you still see yourself as a startup?
1: 100% we do. <laughs> no, we 100% do. I mean, like, um, you know, we're, we're only three years old, you know, like we're, we're, God, we're it feels still... Like, it we're, feels
0: like you've been, guys, just been, you know, you've done a lot of work then in consideration like you, you feel like I feel like you've been around for ages
1: <laughs> we have great people in in the in the business and I think that's that's what's really important is that when we have great people in the business that are all aligned to this goal people are able to do more right it's we're really focused on how can people achieve this goal th- with us um and so yeah you're right it, it's, felt, it's felt we will often call it like dog years right um, yeah, yeah that's but, right you know, people people don't realize that it takes on average seven years before the startup becomes a successful business, right? So, uh, yeah, un- until we until we are, are in a status where we can, you know, feel that we've we've at least made a made a dent, you know, uh, we're we're still a startup, and 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 the way we think and live, we've got to still act as a startup, which is, you know, always looking at what what can we do to obviously achieve our goals, making sure that, uh, and also knowing that, you know, the lights. It's 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 up to us to keep the lights on, right? It's us. It's up to us to continue fighting. It's uh, we can't we can't sit there and just go, oh, we've made it and we're a company now. and Let's just sit back and you know reap the dividends. That that there is, uh, I don't know. When when that happens, uh, I think I'll probably be doing something else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you always wanted to be in the tech tech space, like in in what you're doing now? I mean, you you said you were in recruitment, and so you've now. Uh, you know, part of a company founded, you know, uh, based on technology, using technology, but in the recruitment space. So is that has always been what you've wanted to do growing up? No,
1: yes and no. I mean, I've always wanted to, like, run my own business. um, And it's not necessarily run my own business, but I always wanted to make impactful businesses. So like I've, I've built some other businesses before that were all either mission driven or focused on a specific reason. It doesn't have to be tech, some of the greatest businesses out there aren't based on tech. It's just, it just so happened that, um, you know, we, like, uh, I'd also worked in tech myself, and i had done a few tech related things. So, you know, it, it was the area that I I'm really right now really interested in, but it wasn't, it wasn't something that i was like you know it has to be this i just i just feel that technology can drive scale right it's one mm. of those things that um if done right technology can enable a really beautiful future of work or future world for for all of us to live in so you know technology is purely the the vehicle of us to achieve what we want to achieve you know um and that's just that's why we're in tech mm,
0: mm. i mean for 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 the Dawncast audience People know, for me, Dawn is around inclusion and diversity. Um, and and I want to touch upon your, your uh, upbringing and background. Uh, you're an ABC, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> for people who don't know what an ABC is, the Australian-born Chinese. Is that right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how, what does your parents think about you working not that professional work of either a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> or an accountant <laughs> do you get kind of you know every day
1: every day still to this day they'll, they'll still be like when are you going to be a doctor or a lawyer um, <laughs> well i'm making story, money <laughs> true true story is the for the first 6 months of um, creating weploy um, you know I'd, I'd obviously quit my job i was in a well paying corporate job um, and for the first six months, um, I kept telling them that I was still working at this this organization. So, you know, there were times where I would uh, like finish my, my job at WePloy and I had, for example, dinner with them in the city or whatever it is. I would have to quickly go home and I'd put my suit back on and then meet <laughs> them there. And I'd be like, yeah, it was a busy day at work, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, really? So, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard, you know, like, um, you know, have, having... Uh, and I and I get it. Like they they come from a different world, you know. Um, and and uh, I think even to this day, they they probably still don't understand or quite get it. They're still like, well, why why is why are you doing this? Like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's you're not. It in is just, it's one of those things, right?
0: <laughs> so when did you kind of came come clean with them that you actually not you and you stopped wearing the suit?
1: Yeah, it, it was probably about six months in, uh, and with uh, with I think we with we'd, we'd landed um, our second round of investment so by then we'd had it raised about four million dollars or something like that and um, that's when I was like okay this is quite like this is you know somewhat legitimate now so uh, and we uh, and we had our office that's right um, before then we didn't have an office we were working out of like a bathroom shop and um, you know when we had our office that was like decked out with the full decor and stuff like that that was like all right I took, I, I put him in the car and I said, Hey, we're just going to do a quick detour and then stopped and then brought him in. I was like, all right, this is what I've been working on, blah, blah, blah. And then at least they could see that it was an office. There was, there was, there was actual things in the office. There was computers. Like it was legit. So yeah.
0: <laughs> and there are people working for you. Is that, was that, 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 at least they're thinking that, Oh my God, at least there's somebody working for my son. Was, was, yeah, that, was yeah. that the intention?
1: Well, it, like, Cause, cause I've, I've ran businesses before where it's like either just myself or that kind of thing. And, and so, you know, I, I was like, they're going to think that this is just like a home garage business again, you know, whereas when they came in, they saw that there was like, you know, 20 computers and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're all, we play staff, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and they're like, oh, okay, this is a real business, you know? So I think that softened the blow a little bit, but still to this day, they're like, all right, it's cool that you've done this, but when are you going to go be a lawyer again? <laughs> you
0: <know>? Oh God, they <laughs> still expect you to, expecting you to be a lawyer.
1: A lawyer, a doctor, or, a, you know, I, I think these days they're probably like, look, we we can't, you know, we can't keep pushing him because we know he's not going to do it. But, you know, if they had the choice right now, that's, I reckon they would still be like, it, it, you know, if I said to him, hey, I'm thinking of quitting my job and going to med school or something like that, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you do yeah it, you for know? sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and, and so, what, you know, obviously, start up and with all of these things that you've achieved in the last few years, obviously, it's a lot of pressure wouldn't you th- say? I mean, it's a lot of kind of balancing and managing ensuring that you have the finance to, to pay people because you've got, you know, people um, but then also having that whole cultural expectation from making sure that you're not, I have no doubt you're thinking unconsciously mm. not to disappoint your parents, right? There's all of that things thing happening in your head, I have no doubt.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, like um, and, and anyone that's kind of uh, similar sort of that ethnicity or that you know with that Asian background or you got crazy crazy Asian parents um, would understand that, that that pressure is real right um, and in many degrees that that pressure is what drives me because it's almost like it's the ultimate guilt treatment right or, or they, they make you feel guilty and all this kind of stuff and you're like oh, I, 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 it's almost like I need to sh- I need to prove them wrong right I need yeah. to show them that Know, do uh, this. The, the life that they sacrificed was worth it, you know, and is worth it. Um, and so absolutely, there's there's a lot of pressure. And I think, you know, that's why, uh, you know, for me, like last year I made a conscious decision to start, um, you know, really focusing on mental health because it's, it's something that I think and I, I really believe in this and I don't think it gets talked about enough, especially in Asian cultures where there's a, a real stigma around it is absolutely. that, you know, it's, it, if we're not working on our mental health, I mean, when, when you're running a business or you're working a really high-pressure job or this kind of stuff, it's, it's it's very easy for you to just forget it, right? And and uh, it's very unhealthy. So, you know, it's very important that we're working on the mental health so that we can, you know, release the pressure or um, find time for ourselves as well and, and not not drive ourselves, you know, t- to the point of uh, just, yeah, to, to, to an unhealthy spot.
0: And what do you do? So realizing, well, first of all, what made you realize that? Obviously, it was pre-COVID. But what made you realize that? Look, I need to look after my 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 mental health and well-being. What was that that triggered that for you to, to think about looking after that part of yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I like I I started to realize like I was uh, like uh, I'd put on, for example, a bit of weight. Um, I'd, I'd basically gotten a bit unhealthy, um, and you know, I used to. I've been training jujitsu eight years um you know I, I used to compete uh like very often um and lived very healthy like a healthy lifestyle and so i think one day i realized that you know i, I actually i actually had and developed some some health issues and i was like oh this is a this is a really big wake-up call that i need to really look at and um i asked myself is like you know am i is like?" Am I living the life that I, I should be from a health perspective? And if I keep going down this route, am I going to be the best that I can? So am I going to be able to bring my best self to raise my family? Am I going to be able to be my best self to continue doing the things I love, such as building this business and all this kind of stuff? And you know, through the fear of not being able to do the things I love or you know, be with the people I love and all that kind of stuff, that's when I went, no, you know what? I really need to make some serious changes in my life. I need to start w- making sure that I start eating better. I need to start prioritizing, um, you know, health over over certain things. I need to get back in the gym, you know. Uh, and then and then that's where like uh, I, I committed to meditation. So I downloaded an app and I was like, all right, every day I'm just gonna do this. And then I, you know, just started reading more and more and and honestly talking to people about it as well. And when I started talking to more people. I realized that, you know, um, as, as, a, as a business owner, it can be often quite like lonely or like you start to think about like you're, you're by yourself and you're, you're working absolutely. Nights, you working know, long Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Seven think- days a week, all that kind of yes, stuff, right? Yes, yes. So, you know, it, it made, made, like I started to just talk to other peers and they were like, yeah, no, I, I feel the same or I did this, I do that. And I was like, wow, like why is it this easily – read about why isn't this easily found like what why is it that i've always been taught that you've got to work to and not sleep you know and so that's when i just said not screw this we're going to change the way we live you know
0: mm-hmm. and what kind of things when you talk about mental health what kind of things that you start i mean meditation obviously you into going to the into gym or eating but what other things that you do around mental health that you believe you know you know the audience should take on board and um and practice
1: well like a big thing especially during COVID, is is routine like for me i find uh, like i listen to a lot of podcasts and i listen to a lot of like uh, i read a lot of books and things like that but one of the one of the people i listen to i really like his name is jocko willink and he talks about he says discipline equals freedom right which is basically if you stay disciplined you have the freedom to do what you want to do so every day for example i go out for a walk i know we're in COVID, right and and uh, you know it's a, it's a tough situation but put on the face mask and I go for a walk and I look at trees you know I I spend about at least 30 minutes to an hour just walking around this like looking at the tree looking at the sky like I might look like a really weirdo but hey I I do do that too
0: I do that too I look I look at the trees and the skies and sometimes I'm thinking I must be the only one that does this oh hey it's it's, it's a a
1: really because you know you just look at those things and you go wow like that's that's a really unique tree, you know, and <laughs> and I think um, that's that's a really important thing. Number two is I, I really prioritize my sleep now, so you know I I make sure that I get eight hours of sleep. You know, back then I would I didn't care about sleep. Um, you know, to get eight hours it was a really big sort of shift. It meant that I had to start sleeping early. It means that before bed, like um, I'd stop. I'd stop working. So that at a certain time I'd stop looking at my laptop. I'd, uh, I, uh, I started reading books just to start like trying to get myself to a, to a more like calm, you know, sleeping state. Um, I bought a, an aura ring, um, which uh-huh. is, which is great. It's a sleep tracker and it you know tracks, tracks that. So I look at these sort of things and just prioritize that. I, I, um, I've been, uh, for my, for my, uh, like, my gut health and things like that. I've been um, intimate fasting and that's, that's been really good. So trying to eat better and eat cleaner. Um, COVID's presented some really great opportunities oh, where yeah. I'm at, I'm at home, right? So I've been cooking a lot. So me and my partner, we've been just cooking whatever. And like, you know, doesn't have to always be good on the weekend, I, I cooked uh, or baked portuguese tarts uh, but it's <laughs> but it's the whole thing about learning uh, and and learning new things and being challenged by new things is what keeps my mind healthy because if i just focus on one thing you get really tunnel vision yes. so if i'm able to start like you know f- essentially flexing the different parts of my my brain it, it, it's overall it starts to get us to become stronger so there, there's quite a few things yeah yeah
0: tony you speak my language <laughs> I, I i imagine my brain doing gymnastic you know like so times at times i'll be uh standing out uh, when i'm really s- stressed i just kind of close my eyes after looking at the trees and observing telling myself that tree is not fighting as it's growing. Or that plant is really, look, it's not struggling. So why are we struggling? Why am I struggling? That plant is not struggling. And then I would then take my, I don't know if you do this, but I'll take myself, uh, I close my eyes and I really imagine myself outside of earth, you know, completely outside of earth and looking back down at this earth. And then I can't find myself in there. And I'm thinking, I can't even find human beings there. It's just this planet with just, you know, blue. Um, And you think, and how insignificant then I became, you know. Um, But I think we don't do enough of that. We just, as you said, we're so focused on the things in front of us at this moment and so tunneled. Um, And it really, and one of the things... Going back to what you're saying about COVID, there's, there are so many opportunities in COVID. But what I'm hearing at the moment, uh, and I don't know if you tune into the news, and I now switch off. I don't watch too much news and I listen to too much radio about all of this constant daily um, trigger, triggering of stories about this. Like you would imagine from hearing it that hundreds and thousands of people are dying. But that's not the case, you know? Yeah, and and I just think I feel for Victoria. I feel for where you guys are.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's and, and what you're saying is it's perspective, right? Um, it's just gaining perspective on things, which is really important. You know, like it, it could always be worse. And and I think for me it's just reminding myself that I'm really I'm really lucky. Like, yeah, we're living in Melbourne and we're we're locked up and all that sort of stuff. Okay, it's 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 terrible. But you know what, like you know, imagine if I was living in a different country right now, imagine the what the people went through over, you know, I had cousins in China that wasn't allowed to leave their apartment, I can at least walk my dog around the park, you know, so it's just one of those things where with perspective, it really, really helps. Um, and, and when you really think about it, it's like, look, yes, we're going through something, but we're all going through it together, right? As, yeah. a, as a world, we're going through this. And 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 as humans we need to be tested right we need to be tested every now and then we need to be challenged to understand who we are what we're made of and what we can achieve so this is a this is a situation that's happening which you know i believe is one of those ones where it's like look what type of humans do we want to be do we want to be the people who scramble at this situation and go you know like and just lose our minds or is it one that we get together and get on top of you know um and it's 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 odd like i look at our generation where where there's people there where you know in melbourne six weeks stay at home follow the rules right and there's all these people who just can't do that and you know when i told my parents or you know i've got friends where my where their parents went through you know the vietnam war or this and that and they're like hang on one second you're telling me that you're telling me to stay at home watch TV I've got Netflix you yeah. know I've got I can get food delivered to me now you know and um, and also if I've lost my job you know the government's gonna help support all this yeah, kind of stuff that's right and, <laughs> and, and they're literally like what's the catch yes. like, what do I need to do here like do I need to pay back this money or and it's like no 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 you just you just need to follow the rules wear a mask if you need to go outside otherwise stay home yeah. um, and there's people in, in, in my generation that can't do that and that's where I'm like look as humans, we need to, we need to adapt. We need to understand that, you know, it's it's not just about us, it's about everything that's going around. You know, um, we maybe, maybe uh, you know, we see a lot of younger people who go, but I'm not gonna die, right? But what happens is if more people get sick, then all of a sudden caseloads go up and then all of a sudden businesses have to shut down, right? Like what if that was your family business, right? So I think it's really important that people look at it from a perspective and not just from an insular, you know, mm, pers- you know mm, mm, perspective. Mm.
0: So, what's next for you? What's going to happen? Are you waiting for COVID to... I mean, obviously, you're still working. It hasn't stopped despite COVID. Um, Weploy app is still chugging along, moving along.
1: Yeah, I mean, look... Well, my biggest focus right now is uh, we obviously launched this new product. It's called talent tap. Um, and it's a, it's, it's, it's looking really positive. So my biggest focus is just getting that into the, into more hands of businesses. So staffing agencies and you know, large organizations and the beauty of it is because it's technology. And the great thing about COVID is it's taught people how to use like zoom and hangouts and things like that. So I'm selling into the U S and the UK Um, And not having to jump on a plane and fly over there, which is beautiful, you know, like last year I was flying around so much that I just couldn't look at another airport. Now I get to stay at home, you know, and and do that. So yeah, for me, it's just making sure that as a business, we keep moving in the same, like in the direction that we want to move towards and and keep chasing our, our vision.
0: What's Talent Tap? You were talking it's about- the other
1: product line, It's right. the other product line that we built. So we basically repackage some of the technology we built that's yep. more targeted towards you know companies and staffing agencies.
0: Right. okay, then. So the talent tap and the other one is the Weploy Connect.
1: Yeah, so so it all sits under Weploy as the Weploy umbrella, mm. and then there's a separate business which is called TalentTap now, mm. and then there's obviously Weploy, which is what you've known, and then there's Weploy Connect, which is um the the free platform that that was out there, um and that sits under Weploy.
0: Um, one last question: What do you think? Um, you know, for the future entrepreneurs, um, especially of of your generation, uh, what what do you think they need to consider before starting their own business?
1: Is the problem real? And I think, or like, it's really focusing on. I think as entrepreneurs, it's very easy for us to go, let's build this, let's build this, let's build this, right? Um, the one thing I've learned over my time is that if you've really got to make sure that, are you solving a problem? If you're able to solve a problem, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a, uh, then the journey will be easier. Not, not easy, but, you know, easier. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. A lot of people have great ideas and just go, "Let's just do this." Um, I think if you're if you're if you're really understanding the problem and you buy into the problem as well, you believe in the problem, then that's gonna help you grow. Like for us, there's been countless times where it would have been so easy to just go, "Throw the keys in, that's it, we're done," you know. But because we really believe in the problem, we go, "No, there's got to be a way to figure this out. There's got to be a way to figure this out." And I, and I think that's a really important thing because you know building a, a startup isn't because you just want to make money if you if you just want to make money then you know what our parents are right go yeah. go be a doctor go be a lawyer go go be an investment banker do all that kind of stuff
0: go to work um, nine to five earn money exactly exactly <laughs> if,
1: if you want to build a business um, then really it's about like what what's the problem that you're trying to solve and is that problem something that you believe in because you know there's a lot of problems I face every day and I go ah oh, we could do this but I don't, it's not a problem that I care about. So I I couldn't, I couldn't give my heart and soul to it.
0: Mm. Do you, last one, I know this last one. Do you think that diversity and inclusion is a real problem? Do you think?
1: (laughs) It it is. I mean, like you look at, you you look at what's going on and around in the world, even and like even just um, with COVID, uh, the the amount of you know hate crimes that were coming into you know Asian communities. You saw the Black Lives Matter sort of situations that are happening. You know I think there's still a massive problem around inclusion. I think a lot of people talk about it or look at it as a as a KPI or say, look, this yeah. is what we do, so we're a diverse and and inclusive company. Or you know even just a the way we teach our children and and teach teach the people around us how to look at people, you know, um, I think it's a it's there's it definitely still a problem. You know, I, I saw this really amazing video of a little kid, uh, really young, and and the father showed a picture of um, yes, I uh, remember,
0: I I saw that know, the,
1: the, the African kid and, yeah. and um, the, uh, the, white the the white white child yeah. right, and he goes, what do you see? He goes, oh, two kids, yeah. like he, he couldn't fathom it, right? Yeah. but we're taught to see a black kid and a white kid. That's right. right. And so I think that there is something that's really like, yeah, I don't, I don't think diverse, diversity and inclusion is, is something that we've solved yet. I don't think we're, we're living on this planet as, as humans yet. I think we're still living on this planet as uh, you're this race and I'm this race and you're this race and I'm this race. And, you know, there's positives and there's pros and all that sort of stuff, but I still think we've got a long way to go.
0: Well, on that note, thank you so much for your words of wisdom um, really appreciate your time wisdom, but- <laughs> <laughs> well it 's all the meditation i know it's it 's great to have the conversation with you, but thank you so much um, Tony for your time and uh, you know make sure you keep well and stay safe um, and you know you know if there 's anything we can do um, to support what you guys are doing, let me know I mean we are bootstrapping ourselves you know uh, we are still building it we 're still building what we 're doing over here. Um, but great to connect again. So thank you very much for your time.
1: No, my, my absolute pleasure, and I just want to say like I think everything I mean, you and I have known each other before this um, you know uh, podcast or webcast. Um, and I just I think i'm I'm always very in awe and impressed with just the 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 fight and the 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 championing of what you're doing around you know diversity and inclusion. so, I think, yeah, whatever we can do to support and get behind it, I think it's a great, um, great cause.
0: Thanks, Tony. The madness of it all, <laughs> and that's it from me, Daily, here at Dawncast. Thanks for watching us, and that you've just been listening to Tony Wu, uh, founder of Weploy app, uh, and uh, yeah, thanking him for his time. So that's, that's it from us. So uh, do subscribe, press the uh, bell button here, subscribe to our channel if you want to hear more stories like this and also leave a comment be- below if you like to, um, you know, make suggestions for other stories. So thank you and looking forward to seeing you again. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.